Hi everyone, I'm Kevin Jojo. Hi, and I'm James Edward. And this is Fierce Awesome Gays. We're back again. We're back. Welcome to, to life. the FAG. Back to reality. F-A-G. Yeah, get ready, get ready, fags and hags. We're we're back, and bringing you some oh spicy topics because so much has been happening in the last couple of weeks since we've seen you all. Right? Honestly, too much. Too much. I think a little too much, yeah. They say that you can't get enough of good drama, but I don't know if any of this drama has been really good for anyone. You know, like, my people told me not to talk about it, but (laughs) But I think they never said I couldn't sing about it. They never said I couldn't Vogue it to you. So here here I go. Uh, Who is this? What are we talking about? Let's start off with the, the YouTube apology you heard around the world. Oh, okay. Is this about, like, a girl that, like, I guess applying bad makeup was her routine? What was it? Who is this? Can you tell me? Well, she is a um, (laughs) self-proclaimed comedian from YouTube. She started off on YouTube, and she has had so many, like, cancel cancelizations, but also, on the other hand, has had a lot of success, which is very weird uh so today we're talking about miranda sings that's what she's really known for is this miranda sings character uh what's her real name Colleen. it was calling calling banger calling bangers era miley you know it actually doesn't matter that we don't know her name it's but the one bitch Colleen. yeah you know who she is she's yeah. the one that can't put on lipstick as a joke as a joke and um, apparently the origins of that character uh, were in making fun of, like, cholas. I was Did wondering. You know uh, I didn't know that concretely. But I'm also not really yeah. surprised because it did seem like she was coming for, like, Latinas in some way, you know? It did seem... Apparently that is where it stemmed from and it just evolved into Miranda Sings. She's Which doing the whole weird, weird angry, recording. uncouth Latina woman with hairy arms thing that I don't like. Yeah, almost like a Betty Betty La Fea vibe. Oh, yeah, it's giving ugly Betty. Oh my gosh! But not I charming. Just put, the, put that two and two. Not no. charming in any way. No. Um, so, uh, people have caught up with, like, all of the controversies that she's gone through. Controversies? hers. Uh, <laughs> I think... It's very controversial, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's that thing where, like, a YouTuber will have, like, a string of, like, cancelizations and then regain popularity and then, like, people that, like discover her again or like think about her again or when they just come into the news again they're like wait a minute didn't you do like xyz like what are you doing so this was just kind of like dredging those things back up again and looking at her in like a kind of like a total right not just like these individual incidents in summation all put yeah, it's like, let's look at her in summation. And then the internet saw that and decided to outright cancel her. There's so many, like, TikTok videos about it before uh, she decided to say something or sing something about it. Um, I saw somebody say that she waited too long to mention anything. And then 
in a very like millennial fashion, like millennial YouTuber fashion, she apologized in the worst, worst way. Like, now, what do you mean? Um, like, but, hold on, wait. Yeah. How bad can it? Like, there's no way that it was like worse than like, I don't know, like when. What's another like really terrible like what? First of all, what did she do that was like so bad? Actually, yeah. Let's get into her trans transgressions. Transgressions, yes, uh, yes. Not for nothing though. I heard that she was she used to be besties with Shane Dawson. No, yeah, that I mean, explains she was part a lot. Of that like youtuber crew that had like kind of a sus past basically there are things uh the things that i know about i do believe that there are a few more like things okay uh basically uh very from the beginning there's just like this uh story that she told once about her anger issues and how when she was like a child she had a dog that she would like squeeze and pinch till like it you know nipped at her right and then one time she did that and then it like bit her in the face and you know she people like her family was like oh what happened she was like oh the dog bit me i don't know why and then they had to put that dog to sleep and uh that was just like a story that she told like offhand <laughs> and, uh, i mean that's funny right yeah. like that's not real right no, like, it's it's it was real this was her not as miranda sings oh i thought you were saying that this was this like a is, bit it was not a bit there was no bit no bit in sight this is just her sharing life oh um <laughs> yeah what it's funny cut. that you thought it was a bit because why would you share something like that you know especially with like how the internet is with like animals and stuff uh you know, you don't want to be caught dead with like a fish in too small of a tank. So imagine like how people felt when like they heard that. Um, next, uh, she basically in the character of Miranda Sings. So like Miranda Sings, the character got really popular. She even had like a Netflix special, and the, I did watch Miranda's stuff from time to time. So. There was, like, and I don't know about, like, her older Miranda Sings stuff, but, like, Miranda Sings as a character has kind of, like, a weird undertone, a weird, creepy undertone. And I think that could be surmised with, like, um, a character from, like, Miranda's, like, fake life, you know, because she's a fake character, is that, like, her uncle would always, like, be really suspicious with her and I, I didn't watch the Netflix show so I don't know if like he was a character in it but there would always be just kind of like an underline the uncle is trying to like do something with her you know which Yikes. is very weird it's very weird and I'm sure there's plenty of like moments of that uh, but that's not even like one of the things that got her cancelled so I'm just kind of setting up like her personality in this character and so she would have live shows right and a lot of her fans are minors right and that's gonna really play into this uh she would have live shows and then she would like do 
vaguely inappropriate things that are like really towing the line of like something that's really inappropriate you definitely wouldn't want a man to be doing I was about to like say this. that I mean is this all like stuff that if a guy was doing this like we would society immediately be like wait what the fuck yes 100% gotcha she did get away with it because she was in character and because she was a woman right and she was like doing this to uh, underage girls so it was just like uh, ba- basically what she did is that she would just make uh, frivolous comments on stage about like what the girls are wearing in the character of Miranda Sings being like oh like oh one little breeze and you could see everything like commenting on like a girl's like skirt right um, uh, again the character is supposed to be weird and offensive but I don't think you should be doing that with children on stage uh, <laughs> uh, it's really suspicious. Uh, there was other things that she did. I don't remember them exactly. I think like imitating like childbirth with like one of the children. Um, and then another thing that she did out of character was that she had kind of like uh, fan group uh, chats where like mostly it was just like the fans talking to each other but oftentimes she would just like talk to them about her divorce and like say like weird shit and yikes it was more inappropriate stuff of that nature and then one of the and she did more things but one of the last things that I found out that she did and and it's kind of sad and tragic for this particular person because they recently started doing a podcast together. Uh, I'm talking about Trisha Paytas. And oh, I think Colleen. I heard about this a little. Yeah. Yeah. They had a podcast together uh, recently and um, uh, it was found that Colleen and <laughs> all of this stuff has like evidence like screenshots and video and and there's just like so much evidence and this even had evidence where she was kind of in a more private group chat and they were just like uploading and sharing stuff about uh trisha paytas's only fans and like oh look at her you know look at her vagina look at uh and then like they even like screen shared it like to the big screen tv so they could all just like kiki about it and that's really tragic to go on and then like do a podcast with that same person and you know Trisha Paytas has like her own ball of issues but 100% she has trust issues with people and she did not deserve to like go through that again with this person um so that's all the things that she did but here (laughs) is how she apologized. And I could only physically get through maybe five minutes of it because she did an apology in the style of like an early like 2010 like ukulele song. Like Like just her and her ukulele for 10 minutes. It was a 10-minute ukulele apology in which she never said sorry. 
it was very like I didn't do anything I might have done some things wrong but it's not the things that you're saying and everyone is just on a hate train uh, there are so many lyrics of her just being like everyone get on the hate train and uh, a famous lyric from that is uh, possibly my favorite lyric is uh, the only thing I've ever groomed are my two Persian cats <laughs> and uh, oh god I remember that it, and it's getting memed on so much, like someone mapped it to Guitar Hero and whatever. Yeah, it's. I recently saw kind of, um, and this is, I, I don't think it's popular in any way, but someone made kind of like weird, like uh, creepy copy pasta video footage of it <laughs> where it's all like black and white and grayed out and like they put spooky music to it. Uh, and I think it's what she deserves, all this backlash that she's getting. She shouldn't, like, get anything better than that, because that is not how you, like, do that. It's not how you do that. Uh, even controversial, uh, YouTubers were having issues with it, like, like, people that have had sorted paths, and then have like come out to the other side and like are better like Tana Mojo Tana Mojo was like this video is not real and what's funny is that anyone that anyone in the YouTuber space that can comment on this like has and has commented yeah. in a way where it's just like you're watching like a like a like a train crash like you're fully watching like it's it's tragic it's a car crash video basically it's just like you're watching her dig her own hole and you know it's funny uh with all these like youtuber apology things is uh the kind of dichotomy in how you title the video right Mm -hmm. if you monetize the video the titles of the video uh i think trisha paytas said once that it's a really good, like, YouTube apology when you just, like, upload uh, the raw file. So, like, let's say it's just, like, 00135.mov is the title of your YouTube apology. Uh, a common one is what Miranda did. It's just, like, hi. It's just, yeah. like, hi as the... Hello. Isn't that so funny? I hate those because you really understand that it's meant to, in a way, it's very dismissive. You know what I mean? Like, everything. Everything about it, not just the title. Like, come on. Look at the entire thing. It just feels kind of like an out-of-pocket way to talk about any of this, you know? And honestly, I just think that she should, like, really just reevaluate herself you know and think about atoning for what she's done wrong and talk about Uh, it in a really and talk about it in like a really uh fair and like kind of concise and honest way i don't think that she's given us that i feel like it's really sad um (laughs) i don't know it's sad 
it's, it's very sad. sad. It's so sad. <laughs> it's a tragic thing. <laughs> ah, and it know. was so like millennial coded. I hate it. That too. The Zoomers were really laughing about that. Like they were like, "What the fuck is that banjo?" <laughs> Oh, uh, God. God. I love that for her. <laughs> I think she uh, was beautiful. Oh, my gosh. In that moment, she was beautiful. You, that's the thing is it's that she she thought she was the moment. She really thought she did something there. Like, that was... She should have just stuck out the ukulele in front of her and dropped it like a mic drop. And, and like, just get up. <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, I did that. It, that would have been sick. I think... <laughs> I think she needed to, like, leave the ukulele alone. I think there could have been a way out of this, you know? But this was not the way to do this. This definitely was not the way to do this. I heard somebody else say that she waited too long. Yeah, not only did she wait too long, but she also went with, like, the wrong method. She should have done what Shane Dawson did. And, like, you know how, like, he watched Tati Westbrook's video coming out for him and and jeffrey you know and he was like having a panic attack and she was like blah 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 it's because of shane and she's like no you're lying lying fucking bitch blah 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 and you could hear ryan in the background going like stop stop shane stop stop get off the live stop get Get off the live get off the live he's like i can't believe oh oh they definitely smell of cheese i know jeffrey star has to snort cocaine every few minutes just to distract from the smell of being around Shane Dawson (laughs) he just looks like that I mean and he's he's definitely full of like dog hair you know Uh, Shane and Ryan seem like the kind of people that have sex on top of a bed that their dogs were just lying on with like hair everywhere and they just don't see anything wrong with it gosh that's so and you know i i believe that to be true i i, I you know the ones that. you know the ones yeah the they're having sex and the dog is in the room still ew what the fuck yeah people do that i've been in situations where someone was like oh he's not gonna bother us and i was like <laughs> i don't care get the get that fucking animal out of here that's so gross. Like, the fact that you're insisting that it's fine is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it, isn't there you someone we forgot to ask? Put that I dog in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Yeah. I consent. I consent. The dog's like, I don't. So, anyway, Animals. back to Colleen. Yeah. May she burn in hell. May she drown in a submarine. Oh, no. <laughs> they didn't drown. They were exploding yeah, inward. They imploded. they imploded. They imploded. I heard that they died so fast that they wouldn't even realize that they died. Yeah, it would have just happened without warning, you know? Yeah. I think that's how you get ghosts. They just die so fast. <laughs> that's how you get ghosts? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. One day you're in. And the next day, you're out. Did you say, I'll be the same, or Avidaze? Um, you know. <laughs> like, Avidaze? Like, uh, is yeah, that how yeah, you say yeah. goodbye? I said it. Okay, yeah. Well, like, Heidi Klum said it. 
Heidi Klum, who's she? She's a model, an old model. She's old now. Speaking of things that are old now, Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, I what was is not that horse up to you. You know, like getting turned up on that <laughs> special K. That's for sure. But uh, one thing is that I know that there are a lot of gays out there that love Sex in the City, but I have HBO Max or just Max now. And so sometimes yeah. I get shown commercials of, like, I guess the sequel to that show, you know? Um, and I know it's called something different, but, like, me and my partner saw the commercials, and every time that they show it to us, I go, oh, it's that old puto show. <laughs> because <laughs> it is just for, like, tired old hags. And, and male hags, gays. I mean. Yeah, that's what I meant by hags, just I tired see. old gays, you know? It's like Golden Girls for a different group of people. I heard Gossip Girl is more our speed. That's like more our era, no? Yeah, Gossip Girl would be. But I don't think I ever got into those things. Me neither. But it did give us uh it gave us Go Piss Girl, you know? So I don't think we'd Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what is my Golden Girls. What is my Sex in the City? You don't um, have a show? Uh, like that, that I go up for? No, I haven't. Not really. You know, I think I have, it's way I better thought than that was Jessica fan fiction. Barker. I thought that was just someone's art. It's pretty bad. Have you seen the Joker one? Yeah, look it up. Just put, like, Joker anime, or, like, jo- Suicide Squad Joker anime. Mm. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't. Should I look at it right now? Oh, Yeah. Why so serious? Oh. I know. I think it's like a fire design for something else, though. <laughs> you like, don't that say. would be cool, probably in a different context. Maybe not when it's a drawing. Oh, I don't. I don't like that it's like painted over his mouth. This is where life is turning us into. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. That can we like what also do you mean? okay. To my knowledge, Harley Quinn with like the blue in her hair is like the released free Harley Quinn. When like she's got you her know? hair out, you know? But I guess and it's like some of it is blue like, and okay, some of it is pink. I don't really like the blue Harley, I don't like that either, has, but like, that came from, sometimes. like, Margot Robbie, right? The default way to draw her and shit. Yeah, I don't like that Harley Quinn type. That's girl boss Harley. Yeah. But girl ever balls, since Harley. then, that's kind of been, like... I know, and oh, you would think that they would let this shit go, especially Joker now that, like, okay, Harley Margot Quinn. has moved on, she's Barbie now, and we're getting a new Barbie, I mean, it's a new Harley. We're getting ga- I wish they garly. Would just drop it. Did you see that video where it's like a bald gay guy like teaching choreo to like a room full uh, of, of dancers, you know? And he's like walking around really yeah. cunt. And they were like Dr. X or Professor X showing Mystique how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that one. That's hilarious. Are you hearing fireworks where you are living? Um, they've died down because it's like late here already oh it's 10 here 
It must be prime firework time for you. Yeah, the the Mexicans are having like, a good one out there right now. And then you're like, is that are those fireworks or, or gunshots? <laughs> it's probably a mix of both. Someone's having a good if time. If I'm being for real, it's probably a mix yeah. of gunshots and fireworks and like yelling at the sky. Old man yells at sky. For context, we're uh, recording on the 4th of July. Oh, that's right. Happy 4th of July. God bless America. God bless America. Yeah. So anyway, on to some more important things, though. So I finally watched the finale and the entirety, because I'm not sure if we talked about it at all on the podcast yet. But I watched the last episode of a little show with a small, um, you know, up and coming musician as the lead. His name's The Weeknd. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's <laughs> in a show that uh, co-starring with this girl who is, you know, an unknown. I think she started from the bottom, you know, now she's here. I'm pretty sure she is just a new person to Hollywood in general. It's Lily Rose Depp. That last name doesn't ring a bell. But I am very shocked to see (laughs) that a show with that kind of pedigree of stars in there. Because it's not just them. It's like a star-studded cast. With that kind of budget and hype behind it. Like... It's been a while since we, we've seen any media fail as hard as that. Reception-wise, success and viewership-wise, like, I don't think we've had anything close to that since, like, Showgirls. All the way back in 1991. And I will say the best thing about it is that it gave us fucking looks. It gave us look after look after look of Lily Rose debt hunting it up she had like so many great makeup looks and dresses and she just looked great all the time and i love the fake little pop songs but then we also get this rat abel <laughs> Tesfe, known as the weekend being this like rat-tailed sweaty unshaven alcoholic guy that was like her toxic lover she was here her she was his queen and God help anyone that dare disrespect his queen. She was crazier than him. Uh, that's a, that's all a, a reference to Suicide Squad 2016, by the way. Um, and, yeah, you know, it was fucking... It was a train wreck. Did you see anything about it on the internet in the last few weeks? Uh, yeah, I saw a few TikToks about it, about how bad it is and how problematic it is it ends so abruptly it ends so abruptly that you would think that the entire thing was a dream (laughs) like in such a way that you're like just confused like you're like i think so many things happen in like the last five minutes like so many reveals happen and like as the audience you're just left there going like like you're not surprised you're just like oh so what like (laughs) like and okay for context part of one of the things that uh one of the elements that gets really lambasted regarding the show 
is not just like it's sexual it's like sexual presentation but also just like how degrading it is for the actress and that there's just a lot of problematic things that happen and like just because of the circumstance of like the character that the female lead is playing that just like really make you feel sick and yeah yeah there is like this whole element of spoilers for the idol by the way if you're gonna watch that lovely escapade of a show but um yeah i'm getting into spoilers but like halfway through the show it's revealed that jocelyn's now deceased mother used to beat her you know and it was like an open secret because she was like a teen star and i think that they were really and i i find it kind of gross that this is what it's based on but i think it's referencing the whole thing that happened to uh that girl that played sam in in iCarly and she put out a book called i'm glad my mom's dead yeah yeah because like the character in the show is like a teen star that you know like it was just her and her mom and her management you know like for so long and then her mom dies and apparently the mom was like mega abusive to her the whole time and it was like an open secret because like everyone kind of knew that and just kind of let it happen and so this was like a big plot reveal that really like kind of showed like how damaged she was blah 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 and it was like a huge deal like this was like a big centerpiece you know like an emotional climax like in the middle of the season so at the end of that season or that show that at the end of that episode she admits that she kind of misses the abuse because it kept her on her toes and so then the weekend's character suggests in order to get her groove back because she's like a failing pop star that he's going to beat her with the brush consensually to remind her of those days or whatever. And relieving <laughs> that trauma will make her a better pop star. And so there is that, right? So that's one thing that happens. So in the oh last five God. minutes of the fucking show, in the last five minutes, a whole bunch of drama has happened. Uh, Lily Rose Depp's character and The Weeknd's character haven't seen each other in like weeks for like various reasons. They have a falling out. And so she's going to play this huge sold-out stadium show. And he shows up, not really expecting to get let in. But, like, apparently there is a pass there, a guest pass for him. And so he goes to the green room, the backstage areas, all that. And he finds her. And she's, like, all kind of, like, making up with him. And they're, like, I guess after everything that's happened, I guess she's just like, I missed you. And he's like, I missed you too. Hello, Angel. And just out of nowhere, so randomly, like a, a minute passes by or something. And he sees that same brush, right? And he picks it up and looks it over and goes, you said this is the brush your mom used to hit you with? And she goes, yeah. And then he turns it over and he's like, this brush is brand new. And she just smiles slyly and turns away. Meaning... That I guess she lied <laughs> about having an abusive mother 
and uh, just, I guess, was looking for a way to get the weekend to beat her for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For just for fun. And it paints uh, her as, like, this manipulator woman at the end of the show. Like, oh, she did. She ki- I'm she not would, a victim. She's like, I'm not a victim. <laughs> I've never seen one like that before. <laughs> but <laughs> she, she, uh, I guess she was just orchestrating this whole sa- sob story kind of thing to sell tickets. And uh-huh. I don't know, but, uh... You know, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of that sounds incredibly ho- ho- sinister, right? Like, yeah, it's horrific. Like, if I were to sus- like suspend my disbelief, uh, like, and that were like real, that'd be like horrific. Yeah, like. <laughs> Like, what the fuck are you trying to say with all of this? Like, what was even the point? Many things wrong with that. And I haven't even, like, fully watched it. I've only, like, seen, like, little clips that I've researched and, like, the things that you've shown me. I cannot... My jaw is a... Like, every time I see a clip, I see a scene, it's insane. It's insane how bad it is. It's insane. Like, the plot is insane. It doesn't make sense, also. It's wild. I don't understand how this was made. And I Do you look I at think, the clips and you think, like, oh, I kind of... I see what people are pointing out? Yeah. Yeah, I do. And I personally do feel like it has a showgirls vibe to it, as you were saying... As, as you told me before, it definitely has showgirls vibe. And I wonder if when I do sit down to watch it, will it be as fun as showgirls is? Do you think it's as fun as showgirls is? Or is it just like all the tragedy of like the script? Okay, so I think that what you get out of showgirls, you get out of this in the same very similar ways. Because it's not just, it's not just uh, similarities in like the tone, but it's also like a lot of visual similarities. Like this visual of like this beautiful like white blonde girl, and all of these skimpy outfits and like the glitter. Oh, this girl, the bitch cannot get enough glitter eyeshadow. You know, like, like every a she's lot of nudity. always glitter, and like a lot of nudity, and like this guy that's supposed to be like oh bad boy heartthrob but he's just this greasy nasty thing and like the dork. yeah the 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 fact that like yes like i know that in showgirls she's trying to be like an aspiring dancer and in this show she's like trying to be like a a, a pop star trying to make a comeback but honestly they highlight uh the main character's dancing way more than her fucking music funny enough but also, just like in Showgirls, she does a lot of quote-unquote seductive dances that are meant mm-hmm. to be, like, sexy, but really it's just kind of, like, cringe. And, like, I guess what a 12-year-old thinks is sexy. It's just There are so many parallels. 
there's a lot of parallels and just the the visually how like it looks good and it's colorful and saturated and like like you get that there's like some kind of style trying to be invoked but it's just like a failure at its core because what really ruins things are like the acting and the dialogue like where and like in showgirls that movie's like full of good actors too you know but it's mm-hmm. it's the material that they're all made to work with like the dialogue it's like there are many times in in uh the idol where i feel like the dialogue was meant to be cheeky and like funny but it ends up being rather insulting and cynical where if you do laugh at it it's more like you're not laughing at the jokes it's you're laughing at the failure of the execution (laughs) at like everything ah god it's so on the nose man and so the weekend right yeah he this is his show he fucking yeah he like co-wrote it question all of Do you is so many moves so much of his so much original music by him in it like he made a whole fucking album of songs for this show mm, mm, mm-hmm. do you think and there's like people think that this show ended abruptly because there's supposed to be like a sixth episode and like yeah that never happened and then, like, the last episode, just, just kind of, like, wrapping it up so fast, as you were saying. Um, do you think the five, the four episodes, he's, the four episodes were produced, or maybe two episodes were produced, and he saw, like, the first episodes, and he hated it as much as we hate it, because like this is his first foray into something like this so imagine not knowing the outcome of like the complete finished product because you know my assumption is a lot of a lot of stuff goes into creating a final visual and audio product of that magnitude you know so you don't really know how it the final product is gonna turn out to be i just wonder like how behind the scenes he was and if he was like, I actually hate this, we're cutting episode six. I don't think so. And I'll tell you why. First of all, it's not just The weekend, but it's also Sam Levinson. And he's the guy that directed a movie called Assassination Nation. And also he's the only writer of and director of Euphoria. So... It's like he was putting together a lot of the direction and, like, the visual of it. And it also seemed like he was, like, co-writing everything with The weekend Because nothing about the narrative feels like it's written for a woman to relate to. Like, it feels like a porn. And and another thing is that I don't think that The weekend meant i don't think he has the taste or awareness to know that it was bad because uh, the weekend has always been someone that shrouded himself in mystery you know what i mean he doesn't do that many 
interviews. He doesn't really talk about himself that much. There was a time in the first couple years of the project being active where, like, he was anonymous, basically. You know, like, you didn't know who he was or what he looked like. And over time, of course, you know, he's this big pop star, basically. But still, like, we don't really know that much about him, really, or his personality. And because of this show, he's revealed himself to be deeply insecure and, like, defensive. Because he was actually, like, making the rounds. He was in the trenches on Twitter and, like, responding to people talking shit. He was like, oh, then don't watch it. We're waiting, dot, 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 to someone saying, like, oh, I can't believe you put this out. And then someone was like, please, there were someone, they weren't even adding him. It's almost like he was just typing in the weekend on the Twitter search. And, like, one person was like, like, please, I can't watch the rest of this show. It's going to ruin Abel's music for me. And he responded, he's like, then don't watch and don't listen. <laughs> like, oh, like, in his feelings about it. He posted, yeah. like, a picture of the cast photo and being like, well, that was the last of the show. Hope you guys liked it. And it was getting clowned on so much that he deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. Like, it's that is pretty truly sad. wild. Yeah. I didn't expect him to be this way. And I think it was an interesting insight that, you know, this is how we know him now. I think it's also kind of, in a way, it's sad because he realized throughout all of this that people just didn't find him sexy. Yeah, I mean... So much of R&B music is... So much of R&B music, though, is, like, sexiness, you know? Like, don't you remember that, like, every R&B boy, like, when a pop boy grows up and they do R&B or if they've just always been doing R&B, that, like, they have the music videos with, like the white button-up shirts like opened though showing their abs and they're yeah. in the desert abs and like in the just rain abs in the rain oh like you know slow motion move your fucking hips like you're digging deep all that but the weekend's never been that guy shots. he's always been like yeah no back shots for abel he's always been like in the shadows been like a f- lonely fuck boy like mm, she you know she doesn't want to be around me kind of stuff you know like it's yeah, almost like emo R and B, and so in this show, like unexpectedly, he put himself in such a role where it takes someone to actually like you got to convince other people watching the show that you're you could seduce this pop star girl, right? Like, but never at any point is there any kind of. And at no point are you communicated with that he is actually this like machismo dude with that commanding voice no riz no intimidation at all he just seems like scary but not because he can beat you up but more like you're afraid he's gonna jab you in the arm with a needle yeah yeah he seems like that like He's gonna call. He's gonna like drug you. Oh God! And like the way how all of a so like one plot point is that he comes into basically he gets absorbed or not gets absorbed, but he pushes him himself into the main character Pop Girl's uh, orbit, right? And it's like, oh, let me move in with you and stuff, you know. And she loves him, so yes. And then he starts basically like writing the songs for her. 
and they start being like mo- a lot more like slow trappy r&b and like he wrote lyrics for her and like a lot of the lyrics are like i don't want to decide things for myself want you to control my life and like just like on the nose really on the nose like oh you know i'm giving up my life for you and i'm all about you and i'm just like your little play doll and like the last song or whatever it was like you know prop my head up keep me looking nice doll house dressed up whatever you know <laughs> am i playing mm-hmm. all right now daddy it was like oh god there's a song where there's just like where they're like i put something in your drink i put something in your drink like very catchy songs but all but they're just demented it's psychotic yeah who the fuck said this was okay so much money and so much money was poured into this so many like stars were there Troy Savant was there. (laughs) Did you say Troy Savant? Yeah. That is literally the thing that popped into my head. Not even Jenny. I was like, Troy Savant was there. Troy Savant was there. Jenny was there. Jenny was so wasted. Wasted. This could have been something. It could have been something. And I think a lot of people are mad because they expected to see Jenny doing her thing. Like, Jenny dancing, Jenny singing, Jenny being the pop girl, right? That she was being set up to be, like, the rival pop girl. But that just didn't happen. We just get a scene of her having a meeting with, like, her the board of, like, the label. And they're like, look, you know, there's been a legal problem. We're not going to go ahead with the release. And she's trying to look sad, but she doesn't look sad. And, like... I don't know. And that's the end of her. She's not an actress. Yeah. Oh, man. It was bad. Like, I'm like, are you sad? Because you just look more like you didn't understand what she said, which is probably what happened. (laughs) She just looks more kind of like, I don't think I I caught all of that English that was being said to me. Where's my translator? I'm too rich to understand English. I'm too rich. What's the name of, like, the blonde one from Blackpink? Uh, the main one? Oh, Rose. is she the main one? Oh, no. Uh, Lisa. Lisa. Lisa, Lisa. Yeah. She is, Wait, like, is it, the is it La Lisa? Star. That's her real name. That is crazy to me. <laughs> that would have been cute. <laughs> Why'd you just shorten it to uh, Lisa? La Lisa is cute. They said too ethnic next. Because she's not Korean. She's Thai. I believe. <gasps> so, like, the number one K pop star right now is actually Thai. You know what? That's fine. Our number one star is Canadian. Who's that? <laughs> Drake. Oh. Or The Weeknd. <laughs> They're both Canadians. <laughs> That makes so much sense. Oh my god, I just realized it. The reason why people are so taken aback is because no one expected this show to be so... Such a failure. Like, no one expected it. Because this is the kind of show that you expect the dr- 
this is the kind of show that you expect Drake would have made. Yeah. And I think we're well, realizing that he's just kind of, he has a Drake vibe, ultimately, The weekend. Yeah, I think the only reason that we didn't think this before was because The weekend just didn't really talk, period, you know? Like, he just was mysterious. So, like, we didn't get this uh, idea about him before. And so, now that we see what it what he's like when he's responding to criticism like that, especially, too, and then, like, this show paints him in such a disgusting light just like no i don't know this is the show that we thought (laughs) drake would make it is weird it is weird and like at least drake is seems like he's fun sometimes you know at least drake's hot now yeah and like he makes like okay party music uh but like I feel like the weekend is like the worst part of Drake times two. Yeah. I think the most fucked up thing about it is that the weekend is the kind of fuckboy where like it's obvious he's a fuckboy, but all of her friends and family just don't understand why he's successful at it. Because he's got no <laughs> like no riz to him. Yeah. Absolutely no riz. Yeah, he's like the opposite of, he's the opposite of uh that skeleton guy that you know Ariana's ex. <laughs> Pete. Pete. <laughs> the way you said his name, Pete. You said Pete? it like his own mother, like calling to him from across the <laughs> the fucking parking. <laughs> Pete. The Rizzler. The Rizzler looks like someone who would never in a million years get with the people that he's gotten with. But, like, somehow he's achieved. He's an overachiever. And I think that's why we all disliked him. Yeah. I think... I think... He is giving... I just got bit by a zombie. Yeah, like, he just needs to look sweatier. And you can convince anyone that he's just been bit, like, an hour ago. And he's starting to convulse. <laughs> starting you know to what? turn. Yeah. You know what? I just realized that despite everything that I've said, I thoroughly enjoyed the idol and I think I'll watch it again sometime. <laughs> it was pretty yeah, good. I mean, like I wanna own it. It is so surreal. I just put it like that. Everything you showed me from it seems so surreal all those things that we just said about like the weekend now i know it's camp the show is fucking camp because it doesn't it's meant to be like cool and suave and sexy and dark and like oh controversial and like like just lurid it's supposed to offend you but not in the ways that it has it's supposed to offend you like in the way that you get offended if you're like a puritan or like a grandma but it's offended mostly young people for being corny. And I think because of all of that, it's campy. It's camp. It's kitschy. It is definitely one of those things that will have, like, an underground cult following. Yeah. Because of just how bad it is. It's campy in the way that we need, where it's just a skinny white girl 
serving cunt constantly, acting a fool, acting a fool uh, getting eaten out in the back of her uh, car like she's Charlie XCX, like just with the bad pop songs and her little skimpy outfits and she's doing her little dances, you know, and we're supposed to believe that she's like a main pop girl because of all this and just like around her is all just all this chaos that leads to nothing. <laughs> Like, what more could a gay person like? Like, what more can a gay person want? I think the gays would love this show. This is our generation's showgirls. I've said this before, too. Like, yes, it it is this generation's showgirls. It it really is. We were missing this. We were missing something like this. I think a lot of stuff now has like a lot of foresight before it gets released. It goes through a lot of hands. And if it's not good, maybe they'll get a re-edit. Maybe it'll just be like a mess. But hardly do we ever see something like this. And I, I think it was like people were scrambling because of that factor that I said that people were not expecting it to be this bad, you know, that... Yeah. Because of that, like, and and first of all, look, let's let's look at this. It's Lily Rose Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter, who is beautiful. She's pretty. She's in her prime. She can carry a tune. She can dance and be sexy, and she can sing. So it's like, okay, we got our star. We got our pop girl. You know, this works. And then they got the weekend, an actual pop star who's going to like co-produce and write a lot of the the songs for this thing. Right? Sounds great. Like it's. It's ready. It's ready. We got the actors. We got the visual element. And then they got the director of Euphoria. This, like, smash hit cultural marvel of a show. Like, actually kind of being uh, well-loved by, like, adults and young people who shouldn't be watching it alike. It seems like a lot of freedom was being given here. Yes, it does seem like these people know what they're doing. They're in the zeitgeist. They're what's happening right now. And uh, let's just let them do what they're going to do. They're going to make a a yassified hit. And yeah. in a way they did. But not in the way that they wanted. <laughs> this shit was yassified glitter. This was like... The Mariah Carey movie. This is like a Xanax bottle, but, like, with bling on it. Jesus Christ. Oh, if you can hear all those poppings in the background, it's the fireworks getting getting their launch on, scaring my poor kitty. Someone call Katy Perry. Someone tell Katy Perry to put those titties away. Right? Oh man! Because well, baby, you're a plastic bag. You were born this way. Was that before or after? Was born this way after Teenage Dream? Uh, I think so. I feel like Teenage Dream happened early on. Yeah, maybe it was the same year. I feel like that could all been the same year. It was just a good time for pop at that moment. Like, we were getting a lot of formative, groundbreaking stuff at the time. It's really funny how Independence Day 
is like five days after uh, Pride Month is over. Hmm, makes you think, huh? Makes you makes you think. I had a thought once. <laughs> so, do you have any never. recommendations? I do. I do. I do. I recommend that you go out right now and you look for the song called Dollhouse, which is sung and performed by The Weeknd and Lily Rose Depp. It is the final pop song at the last half of uh, the Idols season series finale. Because never have you ever heard a song that is trying to be Lana Del Rey and like Madison Beer's little sister at the same time in like such a bold faced way. You know what? All the pop songs in this show, look them up. Whatever it says that Lily Rose Depp sang, check those out because it is giving a man trying to write Lana songs. Yeah, yes. And so that's what I recommend. If you can't watch the entirety of uh, The Idol, and I understand it's hard, not because of, like, being uh, price-gated, uh, price like, there's a paywall in order to watch this for uh, HBO's Max service, but also just because it, it is quite uncomfortable and slimy of a show. But the least you could do for yourself is listen to those pop songs because they are going on the fake pop song playlist on Spotify coming up oh, soon. Gosh. I you send that link to me when that's up cuz I love that. I love fake pop songs. By the way, do we include uh Mariah Carey's like soundtrack for Glitter in that? Uh, like are those fake no. pop songs? No, 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 no. I don't think so because well, I have not I don't remember seeing Glitter, but is she a pop star in Glitter? She's a rising pop star in Glitter. Uh, possibly. And she but those songs really... are like songs that she did release as singles, though. You know what? Let's just go with yes. Okay. Because those are not yeah. released as like, oh, it's a Mariah Carey album. It's like, no, this is like a Mariah Carey album, but it's meant to be the soundtrack for this movie specifically it won't be listed under an album it'll be listed as a soundtrack yeah yeah which by the way the song fantasy is a part of so so 9-11 the the glitter movie always makes me think of (laughs) 9-11 it always makes me think whenever I think of Mariah Carey the first thing I think of is that VHS recording of the Mariah Carey glitter poster on the side of a bus stop yes that is iconic footage it is iconic she's such a Y2K queen icon am I right right All right. Well, I think that's been the FAG. I don't have any recommendations. You don't have any recommendations? Are you kidding me? Let me see. Okay. Let me. Okay. I suggest. Suggest you listen to the song DUI by Estelle Allen. It is just like. Uh, kind of. It's a hundred gexy. I'll just put it like that. 
I've been into a hundred Gex music lately. I've been oh, into Breakcore. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just like the loudest, obnoxious, like EDM music that's ever existed. Like eighteen different songs in like one second. It's the final um, boss of. Uh, it's the final boss of MySpace pop. It's just loud and. And it changes so much, and like, I just needed to focus. It literally like makes my brain go like empty, and I'm able to like actually do things. Uh, it turns out I just need to listen to harder music. You just describe what poppers are for. Oh shit! <laughs> Gotta go get my VCR cleaner. Yeah, just I don't a hunk recommend. Of <laughs> what is Troy Savant's new song called? Oh God, that's another thing that was supposed to be part of all of this, but no, it, it was? got like, yeah, it was? it was cut. I didn't know that. Like he never brought it out. Like he was supposed to do a little song too. Like they set up the whole thing that oh you're a singer, well, we should prepare a song for you too. That never happened. And I bet it was that song, Rush. Yeah, I remembered it now. Um, rush. I need your touch. Uh, Addicted to your rush. Oh, I need your touch. It's so good. You know, I do like it. Like I said, it has something about it is giving FIFA. I saw that too. Okay, with your little FIFA 40 soundtrack song or whatever. It is. It's giving Mm -hmm. like, like soccer match song. Euro. It's giving Euro. Which isn't he European? He's American. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Have you heard Charlie XEX's uh, song for Barbie? Uh, the Barbie soundtrack. Oh, Speed Drive? Yeah. You know that little bitch always talking about crashing cars and getting in cars and, like, no one let her behind the wheel. No, don't let her behind the wheel. She's literally telling you to, like... She's like, I'm lights, about to which... crash, I'm about to crash. I may or may not have ran a red light listening to this song. And that's not a oh. joke. And <laughs> it's, not, it's not something I'm proud of. She's a bad influence. I, She's a bad influence. It's a bad people. influence. This might be a song I ban from the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, she's she doesn't stop. She doesn't stop. She no. can't help it. She does it on other people's I, songs. Like, remember, I crashed my car into a bridge. I don't care. She is... Don't... Yeah, don't let her behind the car. She's a First fucking of all, she's menace. driving on the wrong side. Yeah, she's fucking British driving in LA. Someone stop her. She's gonna get <laughs> into a fucking now. wreck, man. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, Lord. White well, Mercedes? on that note. Backseat? Lamborghini. Oh no. Black leather gloves on the wheel. I burn rubber. She's gonna kill There's someone so one day. That would that would be ironic. She's gonna Prince Diana herself. Right, oh guys. boy, but Bye-bye. for the beach. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>